Welcome to Monkey Talk, brought to you by The Bald Monkey Wrestling Podcast. Are back. Here we are, back in action, Monkey Talk, live on the Bald Monkeys Network. Would you believe it? The people who actually are part of the Bald Monkeys who started are actually on a show at the same time together to have an episode of Monkey Talk. Welcome back. Thanks, everybody, for being here. I'm Christopher. With me, as always, the captain. And captain, who is with us tonight? Tonight, we have a very special guest. He is one of the co-owners of probably my top two favorite independent wrestling promotions out of Jeffersonville, Indiana, Paradigm Pro Wrestling's co-owner, Doug. Doug, welcome. What's up, guys? Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. We're we're glad to have you on. We just so everybody knows a little bit of background. Um, we've we've done some stuff with Paradigm previously, um, helping out and sponsoring and pushing some some of the events and everything. And we were lucky enough to meet Doug down at SCI uh, down in uh, Chattanooga. Uh, he was down there, uh, got a chance to talk, hang out for a little bit, and. Uh, trying to do a little bit more. We love helping everybody out since we love Paradigm. It was like a match made in heaven. So we're, we're, we hope that we help you. Um, and I know I'm looking forward to it. Christopher's looking forward to it. I hope you're looking forward to it. Oh, I'm stoked. I'm ready. I can't wait. So, forward to it. yeah, so thank you for joining everybody in the chat. Thank you guys for hanging out tonight. Thanks for coming back. We were here last night. Christopher. I'm going to throw it over to you, whichever whichever way you are from me. Uh, I'm to your left. Okay. Sounds you good. know which that one that is? You put your hands up like this, and it's the no. L. Wait. <laughs> yeah, is there it, it is. That one? Got it. Okay, got it. Nailed nice. it. Nailed it. So, if I remember this right, we always start our interviews at the beginning. And the beginning for most of us, unless you think of some other way of creation, is when you were younger. So what was young Doug like? Little little baby Doug growing up, what, what was that like? Oh, man. Um, baby Doug was just put into sports, played all kinds of sports. That's all, I, that's all I did, basketball, football, bowling. That's what I did. And then when it comes to wrestling, though, I, I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, so – the USWA and the Memphis territories. That was a normal route. Every Tuesday night, Louisville Gardens went to watch USWA where a bunch of the stars from the early 90s went through. PG-13, The Rock as Flex Cabana, uh, Jerry the King Lawler throwing fireballs on the Moondogs, the original Moondogs. So that, that's where my wrestling love started was the Louisville Gardens and then in 1999 a guy named Ian Rotten came out 
started a good old IWA Mid-South <laughs> in the old Kmart building off Dixie Highway here in Louisville, and that was a whole new ball game. And I've been going to IWA Mid-South since I was nine, ten years old. Oh. That's where wrestling. That's where wrestling started for me. So you mentioned bowling. I know that of all that stuff that you just said, yeah. I, I, I grab on to bowling. And yeah. I was a bit of a bowler myself. I was in a Sunday uh, father-son uh, league for a little while, and I did some other bowling. The captain did some bowling, too. What is your high score in bowling? Uh, my house is a 300. Oh! No flipping way. Really? Yeah. I, I, I was pretty good at bowling. I Damn. was good. I was good enough in bowling that the United States flew me to China to bowl in a tournament. Wait. Okay. What? Forget about <laughs> okay, wrestling. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Story. Come on. Um, when I was young, uh, 15, 16 years old, I I was heavy into bowling. Like I played football in the fall and I bowled every time every every day other than that. Um <clears throat> I ended up hooking up with this organization called People to People, which um, did uh, youth sports ambassadors. And um, they selected me from, I don't know how, but somehow, some way they contacted me and they flew me to China for two weeks to bowl on a Beijing classic. Wow. And um, so at 15 years old, I got on a plane and flew all the way to Shanghai, China for a week. And then, Beijing, China, to complete compete in a Junior Olympics Sports Ambassador tournament. That's amazing. And okay, That's so awesome. how did you do? Yeah, that was the next question. I, I came in 18th of 68. That's respectable. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Ex, that's excellent. That's top third, right? That's that's great. I, I, yeah, like it was wild. That's incredible. What a random story that I did not yeah. ever think we would get into tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I never did I say that I did not see me boasting about going to China as a teenager yeah. coming out tonight. Right. Uh, dude, it's one of the most memorable moments of my life. Like, I'm 31 now, but I can still remember moments of that trip vividly. Like, I got to walk on the Great Wall of China. Like, that's just dope. Like, <laughs> I, I was going to ask if you were able to, like, sightsee at all while you were there. Yeah, we were we were actually there for 15 days, and since we were sports ambassadors, we also got to like learn a bunch of the culture over there, and like it was really cool because there was educational, plus there was like we didn't just go over there and just go to a bowling alley every day, like we actually got to explore, and it was it was fun. But That's I got. Awesome. I got to go to the Forbidden City and like see where their emperor and st- like the whole army that in stone right there, right? Is that, that yeah. is that it? Yep. The Ch- Tibian Square yep. where like the dude laid in front of the I stood right there. Like it, it's 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 fascinating. Like I want to go back now as an well not now because of Corona, <laughs> but yeah, like, remember not right now, but no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right at like, some point. But I'd love to go back as an adult to just be able to absorb it even more. Because, I mean, back then I knew it was it was wild that I was doing this. But now, like, I feel like I can just 
what I do know about the culture from what I learned when I was there, so like I would be able to appre- appreciate it more. So, very important question coming through the chat right now. Uh, <laughs> Vic wants to know: Did you have a standard color bowling ball, or something different, like an eyeball or a rose? No, all my ball, all my balls were just the off the. I didn't have nothing special. Off the rack. Yeah. No. Solid colored, or did you have that cool, like, uh, like smoky look to the bowling ball? Um, my, I actually so storm products is what I enjoyed throwing the most. Yep. And they it's had, so weird that we're like connecting with bowling right now. <laughs> I, I, I have my storm bowling ball sitting in my closet right over here. Yeah, it's because well now it's all it, storm balls have scent in them. All storm bowling balls now have a smell to them. So. <laughs> The storm infusion had like this berry, and I loved the smell of the berry. So it was one of my favorite balls that like it still sits in my car because it makes my car smell good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Forget air fresheners. I got a bowling ball. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I never, I never like cared about what the color of the ball was. No. Okay. As long as it would give me strikes, I was okay with it. That's, That's all incredible. That I didn't. I never expected you to say three hundred and us end up in China. So kudos yeah. to you. That's an yeah. amazing story. Appreciate it. All right. Let's. I guess we should talk about wrestling too. We'll 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 bounce around. Who cares? Yeah. But I'm okay you, with it. You, you mentioned, you know, Ian Rotten. You mentioned getting into, you know, wrestling. So who did you look to as like? your favorites in wrestling you mentioned a few names before but were they your favorites or just people you remember uh my favorites were definitely pg-13 that was my favorite tag team um i remember uh back then all of ian's shows were fans bring the weapons and i would my grandpa worked at a junkyard oh man and we would go and like i'd get hubcut hubcaps for wolfie and jamie and bring them to Ian's show and just hope they would like take them and use them. And then that, that, that they were definitely my childhood favorites. PG 13 by far my favorite tag team favorites. Did anyone ever bring the kitchen sink? Man, have you ever watched an old ass? They brought everything. There was no limitations on what people would bring to them shows. Oh man. They was wild. Like That's even as a kid, I remember just like just the brawls that would happen there. It's just insane. So you mentioned you brought hubcaps and you hoped they would use them. You, you didn't refer to saying that they did use them. Did you ever get one of your weapons used? Honestly, I like I I can't think of I don't know if they did or not. Like, I don't remember. You'd remember that, I feel like, though. I feel like you'd be I like, like... I feel like I would. But, like, I do remember going to the, the junkyard and getting them. I don't, I don't remember if they ever grabbed one from me, to be honest. What's what's the weapon of choice? So is, is Hubcap the weapon of choice for you? Like, if you want... The one weapon you want to see them use in that... No, that's just, 
that's just what PG thirteen did. They they wore the hubcaps as the gangster chain. So, I mean, my weapon of choice now would be gusset plates. I just I oh. I love gusset plates. Just the visual, like I took a gusset plate to the arm, and like just the blood running down my arm was so, like it's, the visual effects of it is great. Yeah, wonderful. Chris, we got to get you back in the ring and, and take a gusset plate. No! Why not? I would let Alex suplex me. You're going to give me a gusset plate. Yeah, why not? Hey, man, you can do it. I did it. Yeah, see? More, but... You'll be okay. I leave it to the professional. I will do this, and they will do that. That's how it works. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So... I guess the next question is, you know, how did, and I know I said, you know, you did. I haven't said that in a while and I just picked up on it. <laughs> You're about um, to get in the chat. I know. I, uh, yeah. Come on. So how did you go from being a fan to getting into, you know, being an owner in a promotion and was paradigm the first one that you had worked with in that capacity? So, um, so the way I broke in was I would help. My mom had a truck and a trailer, so we helped move IWA's uh, ring for a long time. Uh, that's kind of how I started learning more, listening to Ian and Johnny and Manawa and people, Isaiah and Court. Like, I got to know them. And then... Um, one night we were at IWA and, um, these dudes stole our regular seats that we sit at every week. Like, come on, guy, what are you doing? Yeah. So anyways, um, there's a guy named Brian, used to run the Back Row Heckless podcast. And he's like, well, come over here and sit with us. And we're like, that cool. And that just forged a really good bond. Um, and then we started going on the podcast and then we evolved into the a commentary and production team. So we started doing production for other promotions in the area. So Pro Wrestling Freedom, that used to be ran by Kerry Offal and Jimmy Fletcher, Juicy Jimmy in the area, we started doing their commentary and production. Did that for like two years. And then we started doing it for several promotions. Okay. And then we did a for a promotion, I won't name the name, but uh, they went defunct after two shows. Oh. Yeah. Um, but we did we did all their production and stuff. Well, the guy that owned that company <laughs> asked me and Brian if we would book for him. And he was going to pay. And we were like, holy shit, like, Never did I ever think I would own a wrestling company or even have the ability to do something in this capacity. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's all our dream as a kid, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we were like, sure, yeah, we would love, like, yes. So we start, and then we realize that um, he is not what he claims to be. Oh. Yeah, so... It all just got thrown on our lap. And then 
Prodigy was born. Um, and Prodigy Pro Wrestling was the first seven installments of me and Brian and Cam and Duncan. Uh, we did Prodigy for a couple months, and then us and Brian decided to part ways, and then that's when we became Paradigm, and we've been rocking for four years since then. So it just kind of fell in our laps. Like, me and Duncan, me and James Duncan, he does all of our music, all of our graphics, all of that stuff. Um, he's also one of the owners. Um, we used to work together, and we would always say, one day we're going to run a wrestling show at work. Like, and this is like 2014. Like, we're just saying it. Like, how cool would it be if we ran one? Yeah. And then now we are. And then me and Ken, we've been friends for 25 plus years. I've known that kid since I was six. That's my boy. It's just wild that we're here. And then we just been learning as we go. And four years happens next Friday. Yes. It, it's wild how it just it's like it's poetic. I don't I don't know, man. Like it's just you gotta always be ready. It's the wrestling business. You know, it's it, it, be ready for anything. Stay ready. You never know when the moment's going to come. Whatever that is, whatever that moment means. Whatever, like, you're, whatever you're doing. Whatever you're doing in yeah. wrestling, that's just how wrestling works. Like, if yeah. you're ready for it, you can have huge opportunities just thrown in your lap. You never know what's coming. Oh, man. Like, I, it was it was a wild transition those first few months. Like, I'm going from being a commentator where I was like, ah, I don't want to go in the locker room. I'm not a talent. Do, 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 to being the guy leading the meeting of the locker room talent. It <laughs> <laughs> was a whole different ballgame. Because, like, yeah, I'm friends with a couple of these guys and I talk to them, but, like, are they going to respect me? Like, why are they going to listen to me? And luckily, I had some really good mentors that told me to stay on path and carry awful. That's my wrestling dad. I call him dad. If it wasn't for Carrie, I would, there ain't no way I'd be here. Or a guy, other people, Jimmy, and like, thank God I had good vets behind me to help me stay humble, eyes open, and like, because it could have definitely, it could have went way worse than what it is. Yeah. Now, in the first couple of months of getting started, like, what was the biggest challenge you guys had to face, you know, just starting out? Um, <laughs> well, well, where do you want me to start? <laughs> which, which challenge? And I don't, like the hardest challenge was creating an identity. Like who was we? There's already a bunch of wrestling around our area. So like what makes us stand out other than other people? Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know if y'all are aware of the arena in Jeffersonville, but about 48,000 promotions run out of there a month. Jeez. <laughs> I wish I was exaggerating, but I, I mean, I don't feel like that. <laughs> but um, so our first thing was uh, let's be, let's look different. Don't know if we can fully be different, but let's at least look different. 
So we uh, changed the ring ropes and changed the mat. And we went, me and Duncan went out and bought a whole ass like Tron for an entrance because no one else used the Tron because there was already a built in entrance there. Mm-hmm. So everybody just walked out the same curtain. Mm-hmm. So we checked out the curtain. Like our biggest difference was to t- try not to be the other people in our area. And it's difficult, especially when. Like, the area that you're in is the wrestling you grew up in, so that's what you know, mm-hmm. but you want to be different. And then my main goal for actually agreeing to start wrestling was I wanted to be, I wanted to provide a safe environment for the community to come and have fun. Because wrestling was my escape from reality when I, like, through my working years, like, when I went to wrestling for that three hours, my mind checked out. My bills, all that didn't matter no more because I was able to just sit there and invest in what the story and the art that was being told. So my goal for my wrestling company is to provide that sanctuary for our people. And that's what we focused on was just creating the atmosphere. But, um, and then other, just um, the talent not knowing who we were. So, like, when we did reach out to talent, sometimes they wouldn't get back to us or they'd mm. get back to us with a a number that's not possible. And just trying to find a roster was rough. There, there was a lot of obstacles. And then communication within, that was definitely, that was a thing. <laughs> Gaining and and I'm sure just starting up gaining the trust of the wrestlers coming in was probably a big thing too. Oh, a hundred percent. That's why, like I, like I will sing the praises of Carrie and Jimmy, any Isaiah and Corp. I know a lot of people don't like Corp, but he helped, like because they told people they trusted me, and if they didn't have my back it would have been even harder than what it is. Cause I did struggle. A lot of people, like when I would come in and tell them a story that I wanted to portray, they'd be like, yeah, but like, why? <laughs> why? And I'm like, uh, cause I said so. <laughs> like, yeah, I-, I hired you. Like, isn't this how this works? <laughs> the, no, it's not. It's not how it works yeah. at all. Like, no, <laughs> like, it was like, I'm Booker, you worker, you do, I, no, that's, that's not what you do. <laughs> like, and I learned that very fast, Lily, you have to be acceptable. It's their art. It's their mm-hmm. craft. Like, you have to listen to them just as much as they have to listen to you. There's a, there's a giving, a give and take there. And that's, I, I didn't know all of that early. I still to the day, I don't know all of that. Like, it's a good one. Like, you just, that was definitely one of the hard things was demanding the respect, but also earning the respect of my guys. Yeah. And it didn't always work out. And then other times it did work out. But you live and learn, and you evolve. Definitely. Now, was there a? Sorry, Chris, did I interrupt you? Not you're good. I'm good. No. Was was there a first 
quote unquote signee for the paradigm roster like who was who was the first one to really buy in and go full force you know with with you guys and with paradigm our day ones two of them are still with us and it'd be myron and freddie uh freddie when we started freddie was one month cry or one month out of graduating training school wow and we picked up freddie and a guy named zach zdp you've seen him on some of our shows he was in our show in the scramble and early on in paradigm um but they started doing camera crew for us when we did commentary for shows to start getting them to know people but freddie was definitely one of our first signees and then Myron. Myron's been with us since the start. This is our fourth anniversary show. Three of the four main events Myron Reed's been a part of. Which is kind of wild. I didn't like it. That didn't like dawn on me until me and Myron were talking about it the other day. I was like, holy cow. Three of the four you was in. And the only one you wasn't was when AJ won the belt. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the, them two guys are definitely like they are our day ones. It's awesome I, to have that like history with guys that stick with you and mm-hmm. like they 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 sign on early and then they stay with you because they trust you. And obviously, like you talked about it, you have to listen a little bit to them what their art. You give them input, <laughs> and that working relationship turns into really good wrestling, really good shows, really good matches, really good stories. You know? yeah. I say their feud is one of our like top five feuds that we've ever had. Like, And then Myron, like, clearly Myron Reed has outgrown us. Mm. <laughs> but he still mobs with us, and I will always have the utmost respect for Myron for that. Like, he, like, I know we're 10 minutes from his house, but he's the middleweight champion on MLW. Like, mm-hmm. I, so all the love and respect to both them dudes. And there's others. I mean, when we first started, like Corey Storm was a very big uh, person in our, that helped us. And Corey was with us the first two years. And then Myron sent him away on a loser leaves paradigm. And, me and Corey cried in the middle of the ring because Corey helped me a lot in when we started. And there's, I mean, there's been several guys that's helped us a lot. Even in the last year, Sugar Shug. Like, I have the, I, I don't know how this COVID year would have went without Suge. Suge has helped me a lot because. I can just write Suge at three o'clock in the morning randomly and be like, man, I hate wrestling. Like, fuck this. Sorry. Forget oh. this stuff. It's not worth it. Like, why am I doing this? Ah. And then Suge reminds me, why the hell I do this? Who I do this for? And like, he's an, a really good emotional supporter. And he is so smart. Oh my God. He is so smart in the business and like just opening my eyes to other options than what I think people want. And then he's like, yeah, but what about this? And I'm like, Oh, 
how would they even think that? But that'd be amazing if they did. Like, so I, I give a lot of credit to the people that I've made connections with. The reason why we're still where we're at. So it's interesting you mentioned some of the guys like did camera work or, or working other areas of mm -hmm. promotion. How many times do you see guys like that work their way up in promotion like Paradigm? Like kind of put their time in behind a camera, helping set up the ring. Like how big is that in the wrestling business to do those? It's huge, man. If you want if you if you're a young, inspiring wrestler, that's how you do it. Like, honestly, like, that's the only way to get into Paradigm right now. Unless you make some other type of, like, connection with me, Cam, or Gary, unless you are coming to our shows and you're helping unload the ring and set up the ring and, like, being in our face at shows, it's really hard to get on. Like, Miles. Miles came to our shows for over a year and a half and never touched the ring. And then finally... It was like, look, man, I seen you. I know you've been killing it. I got you. Just give me two more months. And Miles was like, I love you, brother. And I'm like, how? I've never paid you a <laughs> I've literally overlooked you time and time again. So then it was like, now I'm the idiot. Stop. Give this kid his fucking, give him his flowers. Give him his platform. And then now he's he's doing great mm -hmm. um we got a bunch of other young kids that are about to hit the scene very soon that have been coming time and time again i'll give it to the ww4 kids the ar fox kids they're amazing they will come they will carpool to our shows and bust their ass for us so you're gonna see a huge influence of fox kids on our show lately that's how alex got on Mm -hmm. that's how Bobby's Flacco is starting to get more Bobby's about to be a player in Paradigm just because I love Bobby it's about to happen and then there's other kids like Merrick Donovan and even um, Big Ron Bass rode up here on his own dime for no hook like he didn't have to do that dude lives in Florida yep. it's a stroke <laughs> and then um that's just it's huge man like paying your dues it goes a long way because it shows the promoters that you care about the promotion and if you care about ppw then ppw can care about you and that's how we get better wrestling because well, then there's emotion involved and emotion is wrestling you've created You've created this word of mouth within the locker room, within the roster, that you said, like, I didn't pay a dime to Miles. Why does he feel like he owes, you know, mm -hmm. he's got me, he loves me? Because you've built this culture in Paradigm where everybody's just like, I know I'll get my shot. They recognize good talent. I respect them. They respect us. My shot will come. I just have to be here and put in my time and that like word of mouth and that culture is pretty damn rare in old school wrestling it really is this new school idea of wrestling which is really cool to see. I, I mean 
I want all, everyone to feel welcome, and I just want us all to mob and put on good shows. That's that's all I care about, man. Just entertain the people, have fun while we do it, celebrate the bullshit, and keep it pushing. You mentioned Bobby. You mentioned a few others. Who who didn't you mention that maybe nobody's talking about that we should be keeping our eye out for? Um. I know in the on the blue brand side, Conley. That kid's gonna be a star. Austin Conley is next level. Like, please put eyes on Austin Conley on the blue brand. Like, amazing. And then, and then Jordan, Jordan, the middleweight champion on the blue brand. Like, she's. They, sorry, very sorry. They are great, great talent, great people. They come in, they're always smiling. They travel far away to our show and they deliver every single time. But those are two two people on the blue brand. Um, Red brand, you haven't seen them yet. We we have plans, and I don't I don't want to spoil it because uh, we're not here to spoil. We like scoops, yeah. but we're not here to spoil. Um, one 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 person I will say that you should keep an eye on is Kai. Um, he's gonna have a big impact soon. If he didn't have COVID during No Hook, he'd be on another level already. But unfortunately, COVID because. When when he finally gets his slot, because he's another one that's traveled to our show for a long time that just hasn't, we haven't had the opening for him to do him yet. And as soon as we finally find that window, I don't know when it's coming, but I know we want it to come. We keep saying it's coming. When we let that kid loose, it's going to be next level. I love the buildup. I love it's like we know, we know we're gonna do it. We just don't know when. We don't even know when. It's coming. <laughs> well, we, dude, and I, like I wish like that was just me like being the the book. No, I just really just I don't know when it's coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> like right now, like me and Cam talked earlier. I was like, bro, when are we gonna do a show? And he was like, well, we should do tapings in November. And I'm like, you're right. Cool. So we have a certain carload that we want to book. And we're going to base the tapings around this car load. And I was like, when are they available? And he was like, the only time they're available is November 6th. And I was like, Cam, my baby's coming on November 10th. I don't want to do a wrestling taping in that week. (laughs) Like, That's just not going to work. So, I mean, we don't even have a date. We don't, like, we think we're going to run maybe first week of December. Um, but like other than that, we don't know. Like we don't know, and just there's so many moving parts in wrestling that like it's really hard. Like I'll plan a six month feud, and for everything to work in that six months, nobody gets sick, nobody mm-hmm. gets injured. Like nobody gets signed, the- nobody get uh, yeah. nobody gets. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that <laughs> right, like 
nobody gets signed because I feel like, gosh, it's like we'll start building someone and then oh, there they are. There you go. Hey, 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 like remember when he was supposed to like do this and this and this? Uh, oh, your book those days. Oh, that damn it. Congratulations though. Thanks. Super happy for you. Bittersweet. Bittersweet. Yeah, like like the the old saying is going back to the drawing board, right? Well, yeah, we have seven of those. (laughs) Hypothetically, because you go back to the drawing board, you try to do it again, and then it's, oh, that didn't work either. Drawing board number two. And, I mean, there for a while before COVID, we were running monthly, so, like, moving pieces are fast. Like, even today, I had a talent contact me about 12 o'clock say hey man i don't think i'm gonna be able to make it it's like darn okay plotted this whole thing of how we were gonna fix it and then at three o'clock he hits me back oh no i'm definitely gonna make it (laughs) oh cool so everything that me and cam just discussed awesome we get to throw it out the window go back to the original plan (laughs) save that for later yeah (laughs) But honestly, that's, that's part of the fun of it, though, man. It, it does keep you on your toes. Like, yeah, we might run monthly, even bi-weekly, but it's a, it's a job. It's, but I love it. I'm, I'm still here. I got told that I wouldn't be here, but I am. Little humbling moment for me, though. Mm-hmm. Those moments keep you keep you honest. For sure. You got to, man. Is that the locksmith in the chat? Yes, it is. is. Uh, Doug was a big voice for me to getting into Paradigm. Much love and really appreciate it. Bro, I love that guy. I love that guy. Brandon, dude, he is so good. Like, he is so underrated. Like, I'd be screaming at Gary to give him more plates at the table. He'll get if it. Gary don't, then Red Brand's gonna have to. Yep. He'll get it. Somebody's gonna give it to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't like I can't even pinpoint why I love Brandon so much, but for some reason, for me, he's got it. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like I couldn't tell you why. I mean, he's great technically, obviously. Like we all know his attributes, but like for some reason, he, he that dude's cool why they call it it right it's not a yeah, thing they yeah. just call it it yeah like yeah i hope he continues to grow i know he's got a lot of good de- got good there a lot of good people down south to help him and i hope he continues to grow yep definitely all right so this is a really good question and something that we were talking a little bit about in the green room but vic wants to know besides buying tickets merch retweeting etc what are something fans can do to help the promotion that we wouldn't think of? Man. Besides buy tickets. <laughs> please buy tickets first. Place. <laughs> yes, please. I know, I know it's besides that. Please buy tickets. Um, That's kind of number one, really. We need to yeah. know that the show is something everybody wants to see. So, uh, My main thing is word of mouth. Get off social media. Because not everyone sees social media. And then with the algorithms now, 
it, it don't help us no more, man. It nope. literally like especially Facebook. Facebook is strictly against running a business. The algorithms and all that, it just it doesn't help us. Uh, just word of mouth. Tell your friends. Tell your cousin. Tell your cousin how much fun you had. Like that that I mean, other than that, I I don't know. Like I see a lot of street crews uh coming back up lately. I know Action's got one of those. They got a street crew. Uh, shout out to Chris G where they get the posters out. It's it's a it's a bit old school, Lions. right? Like yes. that's the new way to do it. Go back to the old school way of yeah. advertising and marketing. I would like we've been saying it for a while, like that's what we gotta do. We just gotta hit these streets, hang these flyers, and then it's like, man, we got jobs. <laughs> um we we like, that is something that we struggle on. So yeah, if you're a local fan and you wanna hang a flyer for me, please hit me up. My door is always open. I'm a supervisor at work, my door stays open. You can always come in and talk to me. Well, guess what? In real life, same thing. I'm accessible on all social media. If you want to help us hang a flyer, we can work out ticket deals. We can work out merch deals. We can do for sure. There you go, Vic. Whether it be you or anybody else listening to this, yeah. get dug up. You want? You might be able to get yourself some free wrestling tickets. Just go help uh, put up some flyers in your local area and get some more people to the show. I mean, it's win-win. You get a show with more fans. You get to watch free wrestling. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah, man. I mean, and it has. This has nothing to do with me making money. I can promise you this: Doug Votal is never gonna make a penny, ever. I will never put a dollar of wrestling money in my pocket. Any type of money that I make is gonna go to Paradigm. That's it. So, like, just. It ain't about the money, but the more people that are there, the better the atmosphere. And the better the atmosphere, the better the stories, the better the environment. And that's when we can create magic. That's that's solid. Let's group tickets. We can do group tickets. We can I just need asses in the seats. It's not about the money to us. What what the, what, what the man is saying is get your ass to Jeffersonville and watch these shows in person. Yeah. Like I love IWTV and all, but um in person's way better. I promise. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. All right, I want to get out of the ring. I want to get out of wrestling business. I wanna I wanna push it to the side for a second. Not quite bowling or walking on the, you know wall in china but you mentioned bowling is obviously something that you got we're big into we like to talk about what people do outside of the wrestling ring as a hobby or or something that's not wrestling related a lot of wrestlers we find always go to like the gym or, or 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 something that has to do with wrestling entirely but we want a specific hobby or something you do that is completely outside I have a gambling problem. <laughs> it's a it's a controlled problem. Well, <laughs> what what sort of gambling are we talking about, Doug? Any to anything, bro. I love just betting on stuff, whether it be the horses, or whether it be going to the casino, 
or just playing poker. I love playing poker. And, like, it, I never lose big money. Like, my bills always get paid. My family's taken care of before I gamble. That's why I say it's controlled gambling problem because, like, I'm definitely a, addicted to gambling. But I also know what I'm allowed to use. Mm-hmm. Like, so, but uh, I just, I really like playing cards. Uh, I love poker nights. Just everybody come over, throw $10 on the pot, and play cards for about three hours. Uh, that would be besides and then work work is I love <laughs> it's awkward I love going to work one of the few Doug one of the few <laughs> as I complain that I have to go in tonight on my off time yeah yeah as we talked about earlier I don't want to go in tonight I'm off today but obviously I'm going uh, but um, other than that man I just I play Xbox and I just chill I don't, I'm not really a. What's the Xbox game of choice? Madden. I'm terrible at shooting games. Um, I am a I am a sports jock. Like, I am the proto definition of sports. I love sports, all sports, basketball, football. Not so much baseball, but I like it during October and. Just because that's when it actually matters. That 160 before that, I, I boring to me. <laughs> Too many games. It's just I, so I, much. Yeah, I am terrible at Madden. I I I I broke my Madden controller years ago, and I will just not. One? I will not. No, not just one. <laughs> more more than one, but I, I will not play that game ever again. I really want to I want to start getting better at shooting games like I need to focus on like some Call of Duty and stuff because I'm, I'm learning huh? <laughs> I'm terrible at those too me too like I just <laughs> I, I can't do them so but like a bunch of the guys play them like Cole and Bass and our commentary team will hop on and They'll just be talking away and playing. I'm like, oh, I want to be a part of y'all cool people. Like, <laughs> I want friends too. Like, y'all want to play with me, Pete? I suck, but like, I want to talk. I want to hang out. <laughs> well, that's what they're doing it for, right? They're doing it for the, the trash talking and the hanging out. And it's, yeah. it's it's less the game. The game is just a way. It's it's like a okay. game. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's just a way for them to have time to, to bash each other and mm-hmm. back talk each other. Yep, 100%. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. let's let's get on the road. I think the road stories are next. I think that's the next piece of the uh, puzzle. I don't know. We, 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 no, we can talk about anything, but we got we got plenty to talk about. I just I just want to know, like, this is the thing. This man has gone all the way to China. <laughs> So, if you've traveled as far as China, you have to have some interesting travel stories. Hanging out with the boys, you know, boy, trying to get in on the on the games and trying to bat, you know, talk talk shit with each other. There's got to be some interesting travel stories. I know you're doing, a, you know, Paradigm is, you know, your local promotion and you're doing it from your area. But I know you travel. I know you've gone to other shows. I know you've traveled to other places. Yeah. Is there any? interesting travel stories you can share with us that won't get you canceled <laughs> man there's one it is, it's funny and if he does watch this podcast which i know he probably will 
just because he's going to watch this podcast just so he can critique me and yell at me about saying something wrong because it's going to happen. And I'm talking about Mouse, um, Billy Starks' dad. I don't know if he's watching now, and if he is, I bet he he's like, oh, I know he ain't going to tell this story. <laughs> so uh, I have traveled a lot, and I've traveled a bunch with Mouse. Me and Mouse used to get on the road a bunch. We used to go down to NGW in Knoxville. Um, we went uh, St. Louis Anarchy. We used we used to go to SUP every time they had a show. Um, but this one particular show back in 2018, it was NGI2 is what it was. Um, the Rejects were a surprise at GCW, and me and Mouse got tasked with driving the Rejects, um, which is interesting all in itself. Love them guys too. Reed and John, great, but they are terrible on the road read a little bit better than john john will immediately fall asleep on you no matter what in the front front seat but um so now so we're we're driving up there and i drove all the way there all right got to the show and we were hidden off in like this little office because they were not supposed to be there blah 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 show happened great show kudos brett all that good stuff so on the way home, so I hadn't slept because we drove straight there, watched the show. Then we went to eat at White Castles, and then I was awake because we just ate White Castles. And I was like, hey, Mouse, let me get this first stretch on the way back, and then I'm going to die because, like, I hadn't slept. Like, I thought this is the best way for me to just this be a short ride for me. Well, so we drive like four hours and then pull it over. I was like, all right, now, so I'm done. Like, I got to, I'm done. He's like, all right, cool. So we get, I get in the passenger seat and I'm like, cool. So I start dozing off and all of a sudden you hear, womp, 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 womp. And I'm like, you good, Mouse? <laughs> oh, he's no. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I was like, no, like, Mouse, are you sure? Like. He's like, yeah, man, I got, he had a little movie playing on his little DVD player, and he's like, I'm fine. I was just looking at my phone. All right, cool. Doze off. Womp, 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 womp. He's like, oh, my bad. That time I actually dozed off. And I was like, <laughs> Mouse, are you good to drive or not? Like, what in the hell? He's like, dog, just stop. Like, stop. You're overreacting. And I'm like, am I? So then, so I doze back off, and I say it's like 40 minutes, and all of a sudden, it's I fucking wake up, and I feel like I can touch the guardrail. I'm oh, like, and I grab the steering wheel, put us back in the damn highway. Mouse tried to kill me. <laughs> Mouse tried to kill me. It was awful. That's why that's why the road donuts became a thing because now he eats donuts so he stays awake. Back then there was no road donuts. He didn't get donuts. Uh, Secret origin stories yes. of the road donut. Yeah, uh. I'll never let him live it down. Every time I go to that man's house, I speak of that story, and he's like, "You gotta let it go." It was like three years ago. I'm not. It was my life, Mouse. 
We just thought they were a tasty treat for the road. No. <laughs> They're yeah. a life-saving treat. Much more than that. <laughs> life-saving. Nah, mouse is a great, dude. Love Mouse. But yeah, that that that's my funnest really story. Other than that, just road trips. Road trips are one of my funnest things about wrestling. Like, I know the road home from podcasts do it, like, but I always want to just put a damn a recorder in the car when I'm on road trips, just because you talk about so much stuff, and you don't even realize you do it on the road, like just driving, like going to Chattanooga. That, that's six hours for me. You just talk about the randomest stuff. It's good material, I yeah. think. I said that so many years ago of if there was a, a recorder in the car, how much golden shit would this have, would, would that recorder have taken in of oh, man. conversations, like funny stories, uh, oddball like songs that you just come up with off the top of your head as you're driving down or, the road. Or even like carpool karaoke. Like I know a lot of people won't admit that they just be singing to Britney Spears while they're driving down I-65, but I could, I, I've seen it. Like, the manliest man does it. Hey, could you, you do what you have to do to stay awake. I mean... Exactly. You get a little punch struck sometimes on hour five. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, speaking about music and carpool karaoke... Now, what what's a song or a band or an artist that we wouldn't particularly think would be on your playlist? I love this question. Uh, my favorite carpool karaoke is Journey. Okay. Now, do you have a guilty pleasure? <laughs> R&B and boy bands. Okay. Like I love R and B. Like slow songs and shit. Like like if you pulled up my Pandora, it's like Nelly and shit like that. And just and, and boy band. See, and that's boy the part bands. that's the part that you're kind of trailing <laughs> off on a little bit. And boy band. That's that's hey. where we need the answer. If if Backstreet Boys comes on, I'm fucking singing it. I don't care. Judge me if you want. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. We've been known to sing a tune or two. So, yeah. yeah <laughs> right. This is a judgment-free zone when it comes to boy bands. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, my girlfriend loves NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. So, like, I think we went to Gatlinburg a couple months ago, and that that's all we did. We sung loudly like obnoxiously driving see and that's my thing like i know we talk to we talk to a lot of wrestlers and we always ask them like you know what what they listen to in the car when they're driving somewhere and and most of the time and chris correct me if i'm wrong but a lot of them always say that they're listening to podcasts oh i love podcasts and i'm like i just can't do it while while i'm driving if i was a passenger yeah no problem i'll i'll zone out listen to it i'm good but if i'm driving man i cannot concentrate and listen to a podcast i gotta have 
I got to have some sort of music like pumping me through as I go. No, man. Podcasts and sunflower seeds are my cheat code to long drives. <laughs> like, uh, did we just become best friends? I think you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, I remember we, we just went to Florida and like the whole way back, all we did was talk as Jericho and the different, we listened to like five of them. That's, that's five hours. Mm-hmm. And then just get my bag of sunflower seeds and just with a bottle and I, I go. Podcasts are the way to go. And sunflower seeds are, yeah, perfect. Everybody thinks I got a spittoon bottle for, you know, chew. No, I, it's for my sunflower seeds. <laughs> same, same. I literally bought a bottle of water and didn't even drink it just because I needed the bottle to spit oh. my seeds in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Doug, what's your favorite flavor of sunflower seeds? Original, man. Yeah. Regular. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, don't, you don't need to get That's crazy funny. with that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, like, I've tried the other ones, and I'm just like, this is just, this isn't what I, like, just. I just need salt. Me. Just give me the give salt. Me salt. Mm-hmm. Give me the salt. That's what I need. I need That's awesome. So do you, is, do you just suck on them? Do I? I know, I. I chew them, I split them, I, but I, yeah. so I, I do it like I'm, I'm chewing like a big thing of tobacco. I take a handful and yeah. I throw the whole handful in my mouth and I'm able to move one at a time over to the <laughs> other side of my mouth exactly what and I split it. Doug, yes. we're best friends. Yes. Yes. So I got this big thing of chew here and I'm just moving one at a time. And then, <laughs> and then you just crack it open, slide the seat out, spit it, and then chew it on the right. It all happens right here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. That's it, man. But so podcasts, and this is this is why podcasts make sense. Podcasts are long and they they have an, a not con, a not consistent amount of time where you have maybe a commercial come up with it. If right. you're listening to a song, you know that that song is over in about three minutes. 100%. So you you feel like Oh, there's a lot of time going by. I'm driving the car. I'm listening to the song. I'm jamming out. Only three minutes have passed since that song has begun and ended. It's like driving down 95 and getting the south of the border sign. You feel like you're going a very far distance, but no, you've only traveled like three miles. 100%. You finish a whole podcast, you just just conquered 80 miles. That's 80 miles. There you go. Huge. I'm weird. Yep. I'm weird. What can I say? <laughs> I'm weird. It sounds like we're going to let's do favorites. So let's, let's, what about, what's, what's your favorite podcast right now, Doug? Talk is Jericho. I love Talk is Jericho. Like, I love how, I mean, that's just the one I, that's my go-to. Um, I really like AIW's podcast. I used to listen to that a bunch. Uh, I really like to hear John Thorne's ideas on stuff and see where his head is. I mean, AIW's been around for ever, so it's cool that he gets on there and actually shares his like ups and downs in the wrestling. Because it's like I can kind of re- like I ain't on John Thorne's level, but I can relate to it. So I enjoy listening to that one. So Bucky, Wawa. Cheats, QT. It, where does your allegiances lie when it comes to pit stops in the road? 
Well, Bucky's is number one now. Like I just recently learned what a Bucky's is, and that's a, that's another level. But um, if you're going to do the Wawa versus Sheets, I travel more in the South, so Wawa's always one for me, because I've only been to a Sheets like twice. I've been to a Wawa's like twenty times. Yeah. So Wawa's was my guy. Unfortunately, in the Midwest where I'm at, we ain't got none of that crap. Yeah, Circle K. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Speedway. Speedway Cafe. No. <laughs> no. It's heartbreaking. Like, yeah. we ain't even got a cookout in my area. That's a shame. Uh, we, yeah, don't have cook- we, don't, we don't have cookouts in PA either. Oh, dude, you guys like, suffer. Some, like, cheap-ass quesadilla. And, like... With a, side of a, with a side of a corn dog? Right. Like, so every time I go to Tennessee, it's like, I'm going to cook out. Like, I don't care. I'm going to cook out. But that, that's, yeah. one of my, that's, that's another rule I have about road trips and stuff. If I go somewhere out of town, I refuse to eat anywhere that I can eat in Louisville. If I go out of town, the last thing I'm doing is going to a McDonald's or a Burt. Like, no, I can get that at home. I'm going somewhere that I can't go. Yeah. Because, like, then that's part of the experience to me. Definitely. Uh, yeah, experiencing not only the area, but the cuisine of the area, even if it is just fast food. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, we and did that you... when we were in Chattanooga. We were trying to find yeah. places in Chattanooga that we we went to a – did we go to a Korean barbecue place? <clears throat> Korean barbecue place. Yeah. I mean, we went to cookout because – I had never been to one. Val had never. Val had never been to one. Maybe. Val know, or but, Carla. Yep. Yeah, but I was astonished by the fact that you could get a two corn dog meal, and then get two corn dogs as your side. So you could have four corn dogs in one meal. For seven dollars. Yeah. It's amazing. I like that. Corn dogs. I, pa, get on it. <laughs> we need a cookout here. Right. Let's get it. What's the what's the most uh, interesting thing you've ever eaten on the road? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like they don't mess with that interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, nothing. I, I, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, sorry to be a bad guest no. on this. One. No, I, I, that's I, fine. I don't, like, I don't. I don't think I've ever ate anything. Out of the ordinary. Okay. No gator, no weird like fish, no weird uh, animal like a like a deer or something like that. Like, uh, I mean, when I was in China, I ate rhino. What? Yeah, they had rhino meat. Is that illegal? I, I guess not over there. I don't know. My heart like literally just broke. Took like, like the captain likes rhinos a lot, so. That's, yeah. So, another fun, this is way off topic, but another funny story. (laughs) Um, So, like I I told you, I traveled with mouth a bunch, right? So, we went to NGW uh, up in Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Really fun promotion. Like, the atmosphere there, have y'all ever been there? I highly recommend going to Next Gen Wrestling. Like, if you go out and get there, please do. 
that atmosphere is untouched by anywhere that I've ever been. It is so fun. It's bizarre world. Hell yeah. <laughs> it is so crazy there. And like, look them up on Twitter and you can see their cards and you're just like, oh, the cards are spectacular. Oh my Jesus. Like, I don't, like, I'm still, but anyways, root of story. So go with Mouse. And on this show, there's, um, they had uh, JTG and Shad, RIP, um, Ultimo Dragon, Jeff Jarrett, bunch of people on the card, right? So we're, and Sonny Uno was there with Ultimo Dragon. So we're in the back. Ultimo Dragon walks in, maskless, for, by the way, which, well, I'm speechless. I'm like, oh my God, that's Ultimo Dragon. Like, and he's in sweatpants and a blazer. <laughs> like just chilling so obviously me and Mouse let them come in they sit down and then we go to shake their hands cause like holy shit I'm about to shake Ultimo Dragon's hand like oh my god so Sonny Uno asks Mouse is his name or Mouse introduces himself like hey I'm Mouse I'm a photographer if you could please allow me to get promos cause back then Mouse was just trying to build a portfolio and Sonny Uno goes your name Mouse? So does that mean you a rhino? And I didn't know what to do. Sonny Uno called me a rhino. And like, I was lost in my stuff. I was like, that is one of the most memorable moments in wrestling I'll ever have. Because <laughs> Sonny Uno called my yeah, fat ass rhino. It was great. <laughs> you said yes, right? Like, you were like, yeah. yeah I was, yes. I was yeah. like, oh, yep, definitely rhino. Yep. Granted, like, I was upset because I wish you would have said gorilla because I have a gorilla tattoo on my arm. <laughs> so, like, and a gorilla is my favorite animal. And I was like, damn, but I'll take rhino. Like, just this funny story. When Sonny Ono calls you a rhino, you just nod and go, yes, sir. Yeah, yep, exactly. And I was like, can I? Can you get a selfie with the rhino? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. We love we love random stories. We love random segues, and it seems like Mouse plays a big part in a couple of those you have. Yeah, yeah. Mouse is an interesting character. Bull. I I love that guy though. But um, yeah, that, I think that's the weirdest thing I've ever eaten. Was I know that's weirder than anything I've ever eaten. So you win. Yeah. <laughs> you you went from ah oh, no sorry I haven't really eaten anything to weird rhino. to I ate a rhino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's we talked about the food aspect of traveling and everything so what what's the drink of choice as you're driving um i'm from kentucky man bourbon oh you're what? talking about why you're driving, while driving. <laughs> whoa are you sure that you weren't driving and mouse was in the passenger seat when you were going over the rumble strips I've heard about road beers, but <laughs> that's a new oh, one. Oh, man. My bad. Uh, no, while <laughs> I'm driving, um, I bang. I like bangs. And then sweet tea. That would what's, be my drink of choice. What's, what's the best sweet tea? The best sweet tea? One with a lot of sugar in it? <laughs> When you're in the South, it's all good. I mean, they're using this simple syrup. They're making good sweet tea. You're good. I think when you get out of the South is when it gets a little tricky and it's like 
this ain't sweet tea. This is just brisk. You know, this ain't, this yeah. ain't right. People be hating on brisk, but like I like brisk. I do too. And it's only 99 cents for a liter. So like <laughs> Yeah, it's brisk is solid. Like I can't get over the weird after carbonation thing that it's got going on. Like, I, I think I think since it's so cheap, I just accept it. I'm like, it's okay. It's good yeah. enough. It's 99 cents. I'll take it. It's it's <laughs> like you accepted that Jolt had 17 times more caffeine because it was that cheap back then too. Jolt. Mm-hmm. Jolt. <laughs> exactly. Don't mess with Jolt. I was, you know what I was talking about the other day? This is random. Now, now I'm going to go random. Remember Clear Pepsi? Yes. Oh, yes. Blue Pepsi? Clear Why? Pepsi? No, 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 no. Clear. Let's let's just stick with Clear well, and Pepsi. Clear. Coke so, had Clear, right? Also? They might have done Clear, but I, I specifically remember Clear Pepsi yeah. because I'm a Pepsi guy anyway. Why don't they bring back Clear Pepsi? Like, is this some conspiracy with the dentists out there? Because it's not good for you to have all these, like, brown sodas and stuff. It's not good for your teeth. So, obviously, that helps you go to the dentist more. I want my clear Pepsi so I can drink all the soda I want and not have to worry about staining my teeth. Uh, and people are asking for it, too. Like, like yeah, me. But... <laughs> <laughs> Random. I know. Random. So no, I, we, I... Should, like, we should do that on a paradigm show, like, just put in a commercial, bring Pepsi <laughs> Clear back. Sponsored by Bald Monkeys. I'd be okay Dude, with that. We're on it. Like, yeah, uh, book it. <laughs> <laughs> so that'd now, be... go ahead, Doug. Go ahead. I just, I'm just laughing. That'd be awful. I was gonna say, <laughs> since we're talking about like commercials and stuff, and I don't know, but I, I've seen numerous posts out there wondering who does the voiceovers for all the paradigm promos oh the ones that go out on twitter yep um i can't get you his exact name right now because gary gets him but he actually used to work for monster jam oh. and was an announcer on monster jam oh man his his voice is like per and everyone is everyone is always like on him for being perfect in the yeah. paradigm promos. He he is great. Uh I think his name's Sean. I can get that name for you and I'll send it to you afterwards. I, I don't know the exact name. Gary does the, the voiceover contact. Nice. We'll have to tweet that out later. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Let's get back to Paradigm. Let's look, we didn't we didn't cover Paradigm enough, I think. As far as when you started touching on the blue, yes, and the red. So, talk a little bit about where did that originate from? That idea, where is that taking us? What should we look forward to when it comes to the brand split? What are the oh, rules too? So, the the main reason for the split, the number one reason is our roster size was too big for our shows. So we just kind of had to like split it, obviously. And then um, and then the UWFI stuff, we didn't know that it was going to take off 
the way it did. Like when we planned the UWFI Grand Prix two years ago, which I will give credit all to Gary. Like Gary is the UWFI guy. And then me and Cam and Duncan and Jordan do the red brand. Um, but um, we we just thought it was going to be a, a annual show. We didn't know that people were going to want this shoot style wrestling so much and enjoy it so much. And um, so, and then just basically it was just, it was our roster size. So we were just like, we seen the, we seen the success that ICW's having with Pit Fighter and No Holds Barred. And I was like, I mean, let's, let's copy Danny. Let's, let's do the same thing Danny's doing and let's, Let's split it up and make it two different entities, two different brands. That way, UWFI is getting its own platform to shine on its own light. Where when we were doing the co-branded shows, we'd have a comedy match and then a UWFI brawl. And then we'd go into a super high-flying crazy match. And I was like, man, the roller coaster we're putting on the people might be too much. Mm. So let's give each brand their own spotlights because I think we can we can do better collectively by the brand split. And plus, it just with all of our roster size of people that we want to continue to book, there's just too many. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of shows you see are 14 and 15 matches because it's like, hell yeah, man, I booked eight matches, and then you're like, yeah, but where's Ron Mathis? Ah, oh, shit. Well, we can't not book Ron. Shoot a Ronnie. You can't not book Ronnie the shooter, like, whatever you prefer. Like, <laughs> add so, another match. Yeah, got to put him in there, man. Or it, it's just so that that was the main consensus of the brand split. Um, You asked about the rules of the brand split. You're a PPW roster member. You're, you, you're on both rosters. You can fluctuate to both. But your win-losses matter more on the blue brand. So, like, if you take a loss on the blue brand, you move down the ladder. Where red brand, if for some reason you're unfortunate that night, there's circumstances that could change where you are in standings. Um, that would be the only rule. And then crossover matters. Uh, you're allowed to cross over, but you're going to see blue brand members wrestle on red brand, and red brand members wrestle on blue brand. Like, for example, like Hoodfoot. Hoodfoot can do both. Yeah. Hoodfoot's a star in his own right, and he's going to be a star on both brands. And I wouldn't be shocked if one day he holds both brands titles. He's already been the heavy hitter's title. And if I'd had to say, he's one of Myron's biggest threats to his title if he can retain against Suge on Friday. I mean, how do you not put Hoodfoot there? Mm-hmm. But then again, if you're talking about Hoodfoot, he's still worried about Billy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Billy Dixon paid his girl to tell, to tell him he sucks. Like, I, I'm scared for the day them two get in the same building. If it ever happens. <laughs> it would be an interesting confrontation. 
Interesting might not be the right word. I think I'm using that yeah. wrong. <laughs> no, I, there's a lot of words you put there, and I, I'd be scared for people's safety. All right, so we got the split. We got a little bit of an explanation. We appreciate that. But let's talk about the show coming up. Let's talk about as the rush comes, and I love this. They know. They know. Because they know we here. It's an incredible, incredible double card. And I call it a double card because that's what it is. Standalone, each card is amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me it's a double card show. Double feature, man. So when we originally planned this, back when we first decided, all right, this is when we're going to do the anniversary, all that, we were supposed to have an 8 p.m. slot and then a midnight slot and be joined with AWR and uh, Val. And then, unfortunately, venue issues and stuff like that happened. So when we planned this, it was going to be two whole separate shows, one night paradigm, hell yeah, let's go. And then, unfortunately, time and other situations happen, and now we're just giving it all to you. (laughs) I will say this is probably going to be the last time that we ever have both brands on one night. Our plan is to kind of separate the brands a little bit more after tonight, but some or after Friday. Friday is the our initial. We are two brands. We are moving forward, and this is our. As much as it's like the conclusion of year three, it's way more of the takeoff to year four mm-hmm. than it is anything like this is truly a new beginning for us like we had our struggles in the beginning then we went through COVID and as much as I hate saying this COVID helped paradigm tremendously because everyone else shut down Mm -hmm. and we hate these so like people know about us because COVID they didn't see little old Indian southern indiana but now they know who we are and like i never wish COVID, but like thank you COVID. <laughs> but like and now that like COVID's kind of well it's not calming down but the world is kind of ignoring it now um i i'm really excited for what we got in store because it's it's so brand new like this is a new chapter for us like this is this is a whole new rebirth happening on friday night I'm very, I'm, I'm so excited for the show because there's so much, like story and depth into Friday night. Like on the red brand, you got Myron and Shug. Shug showed up to Paradigm out of nowhere and said, "I go here now, brother. You was Pineapple Pete two weeks ago, and now you go here. What? Not supposed to call him that. Not supposed to call him that. I, he can yell." <laughs> I've seen him tombstone shiny shoes. That's the uh... right, but um, but like he goes here now. That's a big deal. Yeah, that happened a year ago at the third anniversary show, and now all of a sudden, Myron versus Shug for the belt. Like, sign me up. And then you got the tag belts, Awesome Monarchy. They've been 
been with us since probably year two. We helped them kids break into the business. Like, I remember Cam used to pay their trans for them to go to the dub. That wasn't even our show, and we paid their trans. That's how much we believed in them kids. And now they're dissing us, so I pray <laughs> that someone else in that, in that, like Lost Boys, Lost Boys, whichever one of y'all do it, you get a bonus if you win. Ooh. Oh, there you go. You heard it. So how you going to diss us? Y'all were, what? The, uh, so like, I mean, you got Freddie versus Dad. That match means so much to me. Because as we talked earlier, Freddie's our first ever signee versus the guy that let me be in the business. Mm-hmm. That matters to me personally on another level. Yep. And then the Hoss battle. Who can't wait to see that? Tangman versus Shane Taylor. That's a headliner any other card. Yeah. Uh, that's a main Easy. event. It's going to yeah. go on like one. So it's going to open the show, maybe. I haven't wrote the match card out yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it, it's not going to be one, guys. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. But, but in main events, that main event's MLW. That main yeah. event's ROH. Yeah. Like, that's a mid card match for us on this crazy stacked card. Mm hmm. It blows my mind. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. And then you got the you got the blue brand stuff. Like, cause you gotta remember, I'm a fan first. Like, yeah, I'm in the business, but I still enjoy watching shows. I'm a fan of wrestling. I love it. I cannot wait. And then the blue brand, you just got a bunch of rematches. Uh, that was one of Gary's like plans was to go back and see all the good UWF ma- matches he had and do it again. Mm. So you got the rematch with Akira and Yo-Yo. That one is going to be right. good. And then like, there's just a bunch of rematches and then he's got Mikowski on the card which, that 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 sells me a ticket right there. Just Weapon X is so good. Yeah, Mikowski Bronner for for the heavy hitters is yeah. It, it's gonna it's gonna be a test for both guys in two different ways in that match. Yeah, it's gonna be good. The cicada, Freddie Hudson, Val's in the chat. Hey, Val. <laughs> <laughs> the Hornet. They have a little D- bit of, and then Davy Richards is on both. Both shows. Yeah. yeah, he's double on both shows. Yeah. He's 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 double booked there. And yep. he's got tough matches both times. Cole Radrick and Austin Connolly. He could come in and go 0 for 2 for his debut in Paradigm. Yeah. Easily. Yep. Yep. And you have Cole, former champion, just beat Daniel Garcia. Like he's on a roll right now on mm-hmm. these like special attraction. Like Cole's like become like Paradigm's gatekeeper. Like, you think you're a name? You come to Paradigm? Cool, you get Cole Radrick. Yep. You beat Cole, because he's our name. Ever since he lost the belt, that's kind of what he molded himself into, is like, no, like, cool, Myra can carry the belt, but I'm going to carry the flag. And he's done a great job at it. And then Conley, I I, I said he's... One to I, watch. I, I think he's going to be the breakout star of year four. One of them. 
I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was just a piece of those two yeah. cards. That's the funny right. thing. Like, yeah. you don't even touch on Derek Neal and Max Hero. You don't even mm -hmm. touch on the match that we're sponsoring, which is Shane McCoy and Kevin like there's so much a Jordan Blade and Jordan Blade and Ikai. I yeah. You know, yeah. Like, it there's so much going on these two cards. How are you just giving this away? <laughs> like that's 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 my stance at this point. I'm looking at these two cards and I'm like how how do you book all these guys on the same night and not bring a huge massive crowd of people because this is like wrestlemania worthy events yeah like these that's you put a card together that's wrestlemania weekend worthy. yep i will i will say this on our anniversary show we swing it for the fences no matter what and i <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i mean you asked a million dollar question how can you not fill the venue with that? Get your tickets. Yes. Paradigmprowrestling.com. Or just hit Doug up, hand some flyers out, or hit us up. Hit us up. We'll connect you with some tickets. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll just buy all the tickets, and we'll just have a bunch <laughs> of bald monkeys in the, in the crowd. Hey, there, there's way. We can work, we can work out something. <laughs> Hit us up. There we go. We'll have a private showing just for the bald monkeys. We'll buy all the tickets that are available. Hey. Actually, there's no, like, you just said that. We, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, we have an idea. Really? When oh, it comes man. to something like that. that, that that's, uh, that's the after show that no one gets to see. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Stay Come tuned, in. guys. <laughs> I got lots of ideas. So the captain's always telling me to stop. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Val is explaining herself. So Freddie is the cicada to Val because he calls Val Val Waffles instead of Val Pancakes. So she calls him the cicada, Freddie Hudson. The hornet. Okay. Gotcha. A little playful banter back and forth that they had from their interview and such. I can arrange for Val to beat Freddie up. Oh, Val, we got you another match. We got you another match. <laughs> so after the mittens after match, <laughs> we got Val versus Freddie Hudson. Booked. John Davis is going to love to hear this one. Well, I mean, we can just make it a handicap match, and Val can pick someone, and they can just – I love watching Freddie get beat up. <laughs> it's just great. Like, yeah, we can do in there with John Wayne Murdoch. Yeah. Like, Freddie's first match was against John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley. No. <laughs> what? Just no. Like, I'm just not getting in the ring with those guys. <laughs> Why not? Because there's just certain people in wrestling that you just go, those guys are pretty badass. And I belong out here and they belong in there. Facts. That's it. John Wayne Murdoch is like number one on that list. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So I think we're winding down. I think we've covered a lot. We covered what's going on. We covered the card. We covered where to get tickets. 
Obviously, go check those out if you're listening in, if you're listening back on video on demand, and it's before the 15th. You still have time. Go get tickets. Go check it out, or obviously check it out on IWTV. And walk-ups um, are welcome. You're allowed to walk up yeah. to the door. If you're local, go out and watch some wrestling. Yeah, 100%. Yes. 100%. Like, go get out of your comfort zone, period. Wrestling is getting out of your comfort zone. Go to a local event, whatever it is. Go watch some wrestling and support these people. That are coming. 100%. All right. We're down to it. Got a couple questions left. First, we started at the beginning. We went through a lot of stories. We went to China. We're back now. Went to China, ate some rhino. We're back now. <laughs> so you learn all these things. You go through this life. You have an opportunity to go back and talk to a 10-year-old Doug. What are you going to tell 10-year-old Doug? Man. Focus and school more. <laughs> um, Mark. Dude, I don't know, man. Like, it's so crazy to even think about 10-year-old Doug. Because 10-year-old Doug is sitting in the front row of the Louisville Gardens watching Jerry Lawler and stuff. And just to even, even fathom to be a part of this amazing business that I am a part of. I ain't nobody in this business, but I am a part of it. And just, it's insane. Like, I never, like, I couldn't explain to him what I feel because I don't even know. It's such a special moment, and I've created so many bonds inside this business. I couldn't tell him nothing because I wouldn't want to change the thing that I've done. Like, I wouldn't tell him nothing. Just say, enjoy the ride. Yeah, like, buckle up, kid. Buckle up. (laughs) Like, and that's what I tell people about Paradigm, man. I'm not, like, I say it on Twitter all the time. Like, hop on this bandwagon. I promise we are here for you. Like, I, 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 I hate Twitter. I hate it. But I listen to it. I see what y'all are asking. And I promise the guy that me, Cam, Gary, Duncan, Jordan, Chad, Mouse, Anyone that's ever been involved in any form or fashion with Paradigm, we try to give the people what they wanted. I mean, we've booked, I think it was 46 wrestlers of the top 500 of the black wrestling list. Well, guess what? I promise you this year that list is going to be higher. And there's people that I booked that aren't on that list that I'm going to put on that list. We try to book females. I got a four-way scramble for the for the females. We're mm-hmm. giving people their plates. We're doing what people are asking. Jump up on our bandwagon and help us. Like, Hell yeah. I want to make wrestling better. Help us do that. And if you think I'm doing something stupid, tell me. Because if, if I'm doing something stupid and I don't know, then I can't fix it. Mm-hmm. I'm open. Hit me up. My DMs are open. If you're a wrestler, though, show up. That's how you get booked. Don't hit my DMs. (laughs) (laughs) Stay out of my DMs. (laughs) I'm kidding. Please write me. Send me your resumes, your clips. I love seeing them. Just don't get upset if I don't respond because there's a lot. Yeah. I'll I'll stop sending you those DMs. I apologize. 
Um, <laughs> He's already got your book. Not not for this show on the fifteenth. The next show, you're good, Chris. You're good. Not <laughs> you're good. Do we want to do a lightning round, Chuck? Yeah, I, I can do it. Yeah. Are we ready, Doug? I'm nervous. You nervous? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do the intro for this. So we're going to play the intro, and here it is. The worst part of our show. Ten questions, answer them as quickly as you can. Don't think too hard. And the captain will ask them as soon as I tell them we're back, which is now. That sounds good. Okay, Doug, ten questions like Chris said. As fast as we can. First thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready, sir? I'm nervous. Let's do okay, this. here we go. Number one, favorite board game? Monopoly. Go-to breakfast food? Smoked sausage. Movie that you never get tired of? Fast and Furious. Yes. Is the toilet paper roll over or under? Under. Yeah, under. I had to think about it. That is the wrong answer. Uh, <laughs> blue or black ink? Black. For your pen. Okay. Black. Uh, favorite animal. We touched on that before. So I'm going to give you a different one, and it's going to be favorite childhood movie. Um, shit. Uh, I don't know. I lost the lightning part of this. <laughs> That's right. Just spin out a movie. That's okay. <laughs> uh, Lion King. Okay. Worst injury you've had? I broke my back. Ooh. Other than wrestlers, who's the most famous person you've met? Um, Walter Ray Williams. Cake or pie? Cake. And the last one, on a scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? Ten. How good of a That's driver's it. mouth? Yeah, how good of a driver is mouth <laughs> on a one to ten? Three. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be a one. So I've, there you I've go, mouth. I've been told he's gotten better. <laughs> Pretty good. Well, there you go. Doug, you survived the worst <laughs> part of the interview, the lightning round. Awesome. Pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. All right, Chuckles. We're down to one question. Is it? Wait, that's it. It's just one. Just one question left. Just that's one. It? It's all that matters. So, so the whole interview could just be derailed by this one question, even though the, it semi got derailed with the over under of the toilet paper roll question. Yeah, we're halfway okay. there. We're halfway, We're halfway there. there. We're halfway there. But this so question. Defense, so in my defense of the toilet paper, I don't put it on the row. I just set it on the sink. So I just have it like, so in my defense, right? Uh, Maybe. Unrolled. You should have said unrolled. Un right? Unrolled. Uh, un, 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 un. I'm just trying to save face here. <laughs> <laughs> either way, either way, we, we, can, we can overlook. I can overlook the toilet paper roll question if this question is answered correctly 
And I'm not I'm not gonna do the around the bend and around the corner like Val does. But Doug, cookies. We're talking about Oreo cookies. We're talking about two different types. The traditional Oreo cookie, just the regular single stuff, or the double stuff. Where does your cookie, Oreo cookie, allegiance lie? Original. I knew you were going to be upset with me. My girlfriend's a double stuff. And I'm just like, I just can I, you can you get her on the pod? Can we bring her on right now because I, I, I we're just gonna delete this whole thing right now. I can, I can bring her in here. I, the chats ba ban him. The chat says, "We said don't do anything. It's gonna cancel you." Single stuff, Doug. Doug, very very I'm disappointed here. in that. That is the wrong answer. I'm here for the cookie part, not the, the not the end, the inside. Like, I, I will say, I have to dump it in milk though. Like, I, they're they're asking for you. Please come, please. <laughs> yes. They, I I fucked up. It ruined the whole, the whole stuff. <laughs> yeah. We deleted it all. It's all deleted. <laughs> Look at my Dragon Ball Z stuff. I like that. <laughs> hey. We got a question for you. Single stuff or double stuff Oreos? Double stuff. Thank you. No, you can stay. You can stay on the show. He is canceled. You can stay on the show. <laughs> oh. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the cookie. So, Doug, uh, Vic in the chat would like to buy tickets from your girlfriend instead of you. That is fine. <laughs> <laughs> You can find her on Twitter too, and she will gladly sell you tickets. <laughs> Go get uh, her, please. <laughs> Doug. Even though we do not agree with your cookie choice, uh, we do appreciate you coming on. We had yes. a blast, a lot of fun. Um, We've been scrolling it in the chat to go follow Paradigm and go follow you on Twitter. Where else would you like people to go find you, find Paradigm out there in social media? Um, Paradigm, I mean, we're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook, obviously, at Paradigm. Um, that our, that's pretty much, and then me, you can just look up my name. Uh, my hashtag on Twitter is at FatGeek75. And then... Doug Votaw and all that. So, like, we're pretty, I, I don't think we're hard to find. We need to buckle up, join our join our little train ride that we're on. Oh, yeah. We appreciate you. Go buy tickets. Uh, yes. Go check out Paradigm. Uh, All-star lineup. All-star lineup. Go to the show. Go take pictures of the show. Send them to me. I want to see them. Tag me in them. I wish I could go. I will be at action unfortunately, but I will get to a Paradigm show before, well, we'll see. Very soon. <laughs> Me and Matt's going to have that talk. You guys are booking we, on the same day. You kill yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we already got beef. Like We're we going we to hash that out anyways, but um, he can't be booking on the same Like We got to communicate here, Matt. Matt's mouth, if you listen, like, first of all, we got to settle our dispute. That's going to happen, Paradigm versus Action. But we'll discuss that too when we discuss 
but stop using the same date. Yeah. Yeah. Mark. Mark. Yes. <laughs> so I really appreciate it. Had a lot of fun. Uh, hang tight. We're going to head to the green room. Everybody in the chat, hang tight. We'll probably send you over to, let's see, who's online? Of course, Poyo's online. We're going to oh, go yeah. say hi to Poyo. Go watch some wrestling over on her channel. Uh, go check out Paradigm. Go follow the Bald Monkeys, me and Captain Chuckles. Go follow Val Pancakes. Go buy a T-shirt. We got this guy, Alex Kane, who you might have seen on Paradigm, out now. We got BMD out just for a few more days this weekend, and we got hoodies. We secretly released a whole bunch of hoodies. We did? There's like an Ashton Star one, too, and no one even knows about it. I put it on the site and didn't tell anybody. So go check it out. So go check out the hoodies. Uh, and uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for hanging out, Doug. Hopefully we'll talk again hey, soon. Thanks for having me. Everyone hang tight. I'm hitting that read button if I can spell this right. Go watch wrestling. Go watch wrestling. Please. <laughs>